Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Glad to have you back. Yes, sir. You heard me right. Here are the guys, Schmidt and Cranach. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're going to bring us two absolute martinis. You know how I like them straight up. And then precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're going to bring us two more. Then two more after that every five minutes until one of us passes out. Excellent strategy, sir. Uh, sound advice by uh, Wolf of Wall Street's Matthew McConaughey. Welcome back to it. Weekend edition. Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Mark Rainak, Elijah Herbal. The Iron Horse with us, Gary Sharp. Sharpie, you are on the stream with us for a third week in a row. This is a treat into the world of Gary Sharp. (laughs) And behind you are those media passes, awards, uh, Uh, medals. What are they, man? We get to to look at the the Sharpie deck. No, these right here are media passes. Okay. I'm in the home office today. Okay. The great the great thing about those, you can put those on and just kind of go anywhere, right? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. You can just like repurpose one from three years ago, just hold it up, walk right through. You're good. I'm media. It's fine. Should no, no. we try rolling the dice next fall with a two thousand seven media pass that's in my bag and see if we still <laughs> can get food? Get right into the Super Bowl. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. I think we'd be okay. I think we everybody knows us, so we just slide right by. Well, no, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. So whenever I was working with uh, with not Husker in Vision, Ireland, <laughs> when I was with Husker Vision back in school, uh, they always gave us these little sandwiches on game day. They were not good at all. No, no offense to the the university catering department. It just was like we were not their top priority on game day. So I'd always go up to the media line, and it's all about who you know. They they just let you slide yeah. in if you know the people checking the passes. If you don't have a food pass, they'll still let you slide in there. That was that was my highlight of game day every single week. So it's all about Dude, who you, you just know. Threw- you just threw one of the vests on, didn't you? And you just walked on by. Didn't even need to throw a vest on, dude. I just walked and hopped into line. Hey, that's the whole thing. Like, you just have to act like you belong there. Like, for yeah. people that tomorrow want to move from the 200 to the 100 section of PBA, just act like you belong there. Just walk right by, you slide into a seat, and cross your fingers that nobody else has that seat, and you can sit there the whole time. Those Gucci seats that are front row. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try that, see how long it lasts before I get uh, El Presidente at the Super Bowl party. Uh, Sharpie, a uh, busy week with uh, recruiting, and uh, Coach Rule uh, had another media session, and not a ton spent on, on, on his class. I mean, it, it was touched on, but more so kind of a continued look inside his philosophy, and we've highlighted um, just a number of, different things from senior film to development to recruiting area to just kind of his his method moving forward here and you know the the buzz continues to grow a little bit but there's also years of hurt with with buy-in right now but um right now what you know let's let's get the temperature from from your perspective here on just fan base are you are you feeling and hearing more Let's wait till they play the game, or are you 
are you also hearing more of the, eh, yeah, man, this, this guy totally gets it and he's saying all the right things? Well, I think one thing is it's nice to hear him in those situa- in those settings because I think he's very comfortable and he likes to talk football. I think all of us, you know, in, 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 a, in a place where we cover and people follow, people love to talk football. And that staff likes to talk football. Now, the easiest part of their job is over. The first couple of months now becomes the hard part. And then eventually the hardest part is how it all relates to being on the field. But you can tell that he's very organized, um, that he's got a plan, and that for things that maybe – I mean, guys, in the first two months, what's the biggest thing that you had a, a like, oh, I don't know about that, Matt Rule? Well, if you did, whether it be a young wide receiver coach who will turn 24 this month or the retaining of Donovan Riola, he has a why for it. And I think that's important. He's very transparent. He's very genuine. Um, I think he likes talking ball. But you can see that he has a plan. It's not just let's just accumulate a lot of talent and let's then just see what happens. They've got a plan. And I think that's encouraging considering some of the missteps for a while around here is everybody's been able to bring talent in. It's what you've done with that talent and how you've built that talent. And we've seen they've got a plan and they're very confident in it, by the way, whether it be off the field in the football juggernaut that they're building off the field in terms of a staff or what they're trying to do on the field. I mean, I I think it was probably in my estimation, they exceeded a little bit expectations in recruiting. And I can say, well, I don't know what my expectations were, but I didn't think they would be as aggressive and as successful as they were, especially in the portal early on. But, you know, the easiest part is done now becomes the uh, hard part. But the first two months, very little that I have to disagree with. You know, he mentioned position changes, and it's something we've talked about a little bit this morning. And I I expect that we'll see quite a bit of that, like maybe more so than there's been isolated incidents in the past. Stanley Jean-Baptiste goes from receiver to corner. Um, You know, Amir comes in as maybe a defensive back, running back. They stick him at running back. Justin Jackson switches Mm -hmm. sides of the ball. Spencer Long. So there's been a handful of those guys over the years. Um but I expect quite a bit this year, just given the roster size and how much uh, Matt Rule values speed and not wanting to have speed on the bench. A couple guys come to mind there, and I'm curious what you think here, Gary. Um, they've both battled injuries a little bit, but they both have pretty good breakaway speed. Guy that people hardly – so there's Logan Smothers is one. But Chris Hickman, you saw him in high school. I mean, that dude can pull away. Or do you think injuries have caught up with him so much that he's not been able to develop his body to where maybe he might be left out? I, I just think there's a place for guys with speed, and that's a dude that at least used to really have it. Yeah. Well, I think I know where you're going about Logan Smothers, possibly wide receiver. Um, yeah. I think Logan Smothers is a lifer at Nebraska. I think he likes being here. Um, I think it's important, though, that number three quarterback spot might turn out to be okay if you're able to get there. Well, with Chris Hickman – He's a wild card because he has battled injuries, tight end to wide receiver, back to tight end. I'm not sure where he's at when it comes to playing football. Um, But he's somebody who has got an athletic build that's got enough speed that I think you can find a place. I will tell you, and and Mark, and I like the point you made, because they will get the best players on the field, and they're not not, uh, against moving them to positions that maybe they've never really played. For example, do you guys know that Georgia wanted Malachi Coleman as a cornerback? I had heard, I had heard yeah. secondary. So, so you remember, Nebraska looked at him as a wide receiver. 
I would love for him to be an outside linebacker, but I know that's not where we're going because I think you could put weight on him and his athletic ability. I'd love to see him on that side of the ball. But Georgia saw him as a cornerback. So I think Nebraska is thinking in the same way, not with Malachi, because he's going to be a wide receiver, but with other players of, okay, their ability, their length, what we have to do in the Big Ten, could we swap them out and, and at least look at them to see if they're comfortable there. But that's an important thing here is these guys will put the best 22 to 44 on the field, regardless of what position they play. I think they will play to player strengths. And maybe it's not, hey, you're a quarterback. You're better at a wide receiver. Look at Malik Hornsby when they were recruiting him. Everybody said quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Nebraska said, you know what? Wide receiver is probably the place for us, for you, that could be the best for you in the future. So uh, I'll be curious in spring. I, I think spring, as we all know, is going to be the most fascinating thing. I can't wait for the first day they put pads on. And then can you imagine what that first scrimmage is going to be like with guys that are trying to get ahead? I mean, it's going to be a Mark Banker bloodbath. Do, do we know, by the way, is, you know, uh, under Frost, it was, you know, locked practice down. Nobody could watch ever. You just had to take their word for it. Have we heard anything about whether Rule is going to open up practices to media or anything like that? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's going to be pretty tight-lipped. They start March 20th, so they're not doing the staggered spring where they start and then spring break and then they restart. They're starting on March 20th, which is the first day back from spring break, and then they'll go from March 20th all the way to the spring game. But my sense and a couple of people I've asked don't expect a lot of eyeballs on spring practice if you are a media member. Well, with what you know about college football, that seems to be the norm nowadays, right? The close practice. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think in this case, I think they want to, they have so much going on and they have so much teaching that has to go on. They want to lessen the distraction. And also guys, I think they want to keep it kind of tight lipped about what's going on and what they're going to look like. And maybe who's playing where, you know, just kind of play a little cloak and dagger. But I think it's more of, they got a lot of work to do in the spring and they just want to keep it focused on the team. Now, there might be a practice or two that is open, and maybe maybe they give us the little you know open scrimmage, but I think it'll be, for the most part, it'll be behind closed doors. Well, Gary, that's where I was kind of going to go with the next question, is, is say Gary Sharp gets a, a, a one-day all-access pass. You're the only one who gets to go watch practice for all of spring He's got ball. 50 of them behind him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, act like you belong, Sharpie. <laughs> Gary, if you're down at practice, say you just get the, the two hours down there that they're, they're running practice for, what what are the most interesting things in your eyes that you'd want to go check out at practice? I want to see what they do with defensive guys, who they move to that rover spot, how that defense looks. Because keep in mind, Tony White has to teach the coaches the defense first, and then the coaches have to teach the players the defense. So my eyes are going to go to defense, which, you know, if, if, it, if it pans out on the second and third level, Nebraska could be okay back there. But I think defense is where I would go. You know, of course, quarterback, you want to see Jeff Sims, but there's no Casey Thompson. That would probably be another area because that fight for the third and fourth quarterback position will be kind of interesting. But I definitely want to see what happens on defense, on how all this looks together, and who gets that kind of that role of playing that rover linebacker in the 3-3-5. Gary Sharp with us this morning, weekend edition. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by currency and it's pretty interesting as we look at talent and evaluation we, we spent a little time on this with Vogel but Gary you were uh, a part of uh, a great era in Nebraska football with your coverage and career 
and you saw Nebraska's staff shift to that that 4-3. And where I'm going with it is uh, they changed guys, they moved guys position-wise, but they also made a killing uh, with evaluation. And I want you to speak a little bit to Rule and his ability and his staff's ability to evaluate uh, with some senior film because that's that's so key. I mean that that is a difference maker for your football program if you can get some senior film guys that are that are good football guys that are just under the radar that can really pop for your program. Well, I think that's important that they're going to look at senior film for in-state players because how many times do we see in Nebraska? guys that don't have the opportunity to camp around the country or having a heavy on seven on seven and maybe get overlooked, but are on the fringe and then really have a good senior year, but Nebraska's class is full. And so they've already moved on. Well, I think that benefits some in-state guys that have really good senior years that the Nebraska staff's going to go, Hmm. Okay. Going back to your question, Schmitty, and what Mark said, you know, you look at when Nebraska made the move to the four, three, like a guy like Ed Stewart, Ed Stewart was a cornerback. They moved him up to linebacker, and he prospered. So they took speed, and they put it in the right position. And I think you'll see that with this staff when they evaluate guys on the field and go, you know what, maybe you're not so good here, but, man, you fit the profile here. I think a key, and this is with anybody in recruiting, and I don't care what sport, but I'm noticing this with when I hear Evan Cooper talk, and even more so with Matt Rule when he, when he gives you an inkling into the recruiting to be really good in recruiting, you not only have to be a relationship builder, but, boy, you have to be able to project. You have to be solid in your projection and look at a player and not gauge him as a 17-year-old raw athletic individual and say, yeah, I don't think – I think they get beat up in the Big Ten. You have to look at them and go, okay, they're 17 now. I see what they're doing. What will they look like when they're 19 and they've been through two years of strength and conditioning? What will that do for him? And I think this staff has a nice little knack of projecting. Because you look at some of the under-the-radar guys or guys that other programs overlook, they projected an Eric Fields to say, man, this is the defense we run. And Eric Fields, who can run, this is what he can play. So that's encouraging moving forward. I also think, guys, don't you think it's in place now with a whole year of recruiting and the way they're recruiting that this class probably should exceed – the 24 class should exceed the 23 class – in terms of a year of relationship building. But also one thing to watch is how many of those quote-unquote under-the-radar guys will continue to be in Nebraska's class. Are we looking at double figures or are we looking at five to six? Because if they put some success together and the way they recruit, they should be able to get into the door of those higher-ranked prospects. I think there'll be a mixture of both there. But don't you guys think that 24 now – the, the expectations are set that it should be better than what they put together in 23, which was a pretty good class. Really good class considering the timeline. That's the amazing part uh, with the work they did. But, yeah, I mean, they could absolutely find some, some for lack of a better term, higher rated into the conversation with them. I mean, you, you see it now how heavy and – diligent they've been going after Riola, just case in point. Uh, I'm not saying they're going five-star hunting all the time, but if, if they see a guy that's a fit, even even within the 500-mile radius as things wound down, I mean, you saw what Rule did last weekend. He was out in Kansas City area. He was in Missouri. He was in a, at, at some really high-level guys. I mean, we're talking top three or top five offensive tackles 
for 20. 2023, I think, was where he was going with that. <laughs> Look at that finish. <laughs> Look at that finish. Good job. Way to f- complete the sentence there, Elijah. Uh, Gary, you've just got a couple minutes before we got to get out. married and... couple of radio. <laughs> I know. I'm taking that as a compliment. So I, I'm not sure if that's a compliment, but I'm taking that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. They're so cute. Uh, Husker baseball is a week away. And after the first practice, pretty interesting that Will Bolts trotted out Caleb Clark as one of the guys that was going to talk the freshman out of Ontario, left-handed pitcher. I, look, this, this staff values senior leadership, veteran leadership, experienced guys. They trot him out out of all the players they could have trotted out. But do you think that was just sort of random or are they sending a little message there that this is a guy, Caleb Clark, that this lefty that, that is going to figure into their plans pretty prominently this year. No, that's a good catch, Mark. I, I think, you know, Will, who I will say by the middle of March last year, Will hated his team. I mean, he just did not <laughs> like his team. The chemistry was not good. The, the yeah. blending of the new guys and some returnees and trying to deal with success from the previous year didn't go very well. And so I think he was like, this is going to be a rough, rough go. And we saw it was. No, I, I think putting him out there to talk to the media is a sign of not only – this is a team that will accept everybody, whether it be a senior, and they have some key older guys on this roster or a freshman. But I also think he's going to factor heavily into what they're doing on weekends. Um, you know, it's that time of the year where we all get our expectations up because we're looking forward to warmer weather. Um, this is kind of – Will got his get-out-of-jail-so-to-speak card last year. He got his free pass. This will be a year where a lot of people will pay close attention to Nebraska. But, you know, there's also not a lot of expectations. I mean, Nebraska's probably fourth or fifth preseason in the Big Ten. Uh-huh. You know, Maryland yeah. is ahead of them. Maryland's yeah. going to be nationally ranked. So maybe Nebraska can kind of, you know what, take a deep breath, step back, get back to doing what helped them a couple of years ago, and that is being good on the weekends on the mound and being able to pick it in the field. Um, I'm very curious to watch this team, but that's having a freshman talk to the media on day one of media availability. <sighs> yeah, don't overlook that. That's a good catch, Mark. Yeah. Sharpie uh, flaked out there with my uh, my Wi-Fi, but we'll uh, run you down next week. Thanks for checking yeah. in with us this morning, man. Wow, guy comes back and he kicks me off right away. Apologies, but I'm sure it was one hell of an answer. Where I was going is uh, who knows, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, take care, Thanks, Gary. Gary. Appreciate you. Good stuff, Cranack. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for jumping in this morning, Elijah. Let us know how those ribs are. Tweet out the picture. Be that guy. If it's good. If they, if they turn out well, you'll get the picture. If there's no picture on Twitter tonight, you'll know that I need some work for next week, okay? All right. We'll be back yeah. at you Monday at 4 with Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Thanks.